I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the bull, WRNF's Kinston. And, uh, dude, I don't even – you are, again, we are men of a certain generation. Dude, Brent Musburger said my name. How freaking cool. Dude, oh, forget wow. being number one in, a, in our area and 1,000 shows and all that, dude. For Brent Musburger, Brent freaking Musburger to say Brian Hanks. Dude, yeah, come on now. Well, Brent, Brent, I have a certain affinity for Brent because he was doing the games that I, the NBA games I was watching at eleven thirty at night that were tape delayed back in the day. You're looking live at the whatever the Phoenix Stadium was called at the time because that's it. We, we I ended up watching a lot like Phoenix and somebody back in the day. Dude, that is so awesome. Okay, we got all the NBA. I, the reason I held you over to the second hour here, uh, Rich, is because I did want to ask you about uh, just Carolina right now, University of North Carolina. I mean, another big win for uh, the Tar Heels last night. They have solidified. I mean, really right now, Rich, it's Carolina at the top of the ACC and everybody else. And, I mean, it's a significant drop-off from uh, them to uh, the rest of the league. I know you're not as big into college basketball as you are into the NBA, obviously, but you're still – you're a lot more than the average bear here in uh, eastern North Carolina. What do you what do you attribute Carolina's success to uh, at the, to this point in the season? Well, they're playing – they're playing better defense, number one, than they did last year. Um, plus, they got some older guys. I think what you're seeing now in college sports is you're starting to see these, well, in this case, six-year guys, uh, however long Baycott's been there, you know, that are that are really just helping these these programs. And that's what I thought I said all along about the NIL and the uh, hardship foregoing your time. All that will balance out at some point. And I think you're starting to see it. Carolina's benefiting from that right now because they're one of the older teams, if I'm not mistaken, um, in the ACC, yep. So, well, anyway. uh, I tell you what, I watched State play the other day. I, I really like the Burns kid that plays for State. The the big guy they got, yeah. He looks like he's vastly overweight, and he <laughs> shoots left handed jump hooks that kind of look like the guy you played with when he had a rim on a tree. But uh, he he looks pretty good to me. Well, like I said, right now it's uh, Carolina, and I'm looking at the standings right now. They're eight and zero in the ACC. Second, Are they number three in the country? Is that right? <laughs> number three in the freaking country, dude. In fact, wow. Yeah, but here's what's bad, though, dude. We are right now facing the possibility of there only being two teams or three teams from the ACC and the NCAA tournament. And I think that's probably what's going to happen. It'll be Carolina, obviously. Duke is up there. I mean, even though uh, they're going through a lot of injuries and they lost at home to Pitt, to Pitt on Saturday, dude. But uh, maybe State wiggles their way in there. Maybe, maybe Virginia because of reputation. Maybe Wake Forest. But, I, dude, I honestly right now think, Richard Clark, you're a big fan of the NCAA tournament. We know what you do every Thursday and Friday of uh, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament every year. I mean, you're off work. You've got all your snacks around you. You hook up a catheter so you don't have to leave the, the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I should have probably not told people that. But, uh, but dude, we live in a world where the ACC may only get two teams in the, in the uh, NCAA tournament this year, dude. Well, I'm I'm looking through. I was scanning real quick some of the records of the other conferences and the leaders and so forth, just to get an idea. And what I'm seeing is, you may be right because there's a lot of teams 
that have better records, but they're not atop their little conference. So I think some of that's going to depend on how they view the, the, the toughness of those conferences. Now, I don't know. Because I've watched some ACC. Wake Forest is not bad. State is pretty good. Um, I think the ACC wound up with four, uh, just judging from what I've seen. So I think the tournament will tell a lot. And as you know, somebody's going to get hurt for somebody here shortly, and then they'll plummet. This is just kind of what happens. Um, but the key is going to be some of these other conferences, the team that's leading the conference right now is not the team with the best record. And so that could end up being, you know, a subtraction thing with the at-large bids when we move forward because that's what happens every year. Um, so it should be interesting to see because, like I said, I find it hard to believe that, you know, some of these teams that have pretty good records in the ACC are not going to make it. Um I just find that hard to believe. I mean, what's Wake Forest right now? Uh, thirteen thir- and six. Yep, thirteen and six, five and three. But dude, but when you have bad losses, and that was a bad loss last night, man. They led at halftime. I watched a lot of that uh, game last night between Wake and Carolina. And they lead at halftime, and dude, they just uh, they they. Collapse. How can I say this night? They pooped the bed in the second half. Okay. Well, I think that depends on if we're going by the football model with Carolina being the higher rate team, then it's not a bad loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't I don't know how they're going to end up doing it. I just find it hard to believe that if the fifth place team in the ACC ends up I don't know twenty and eight, then they're not going to get in. Yeah. I just find it hard to believe they're really going to go. It's a brave oh, new world, dude, where they use all the analytics and stats and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I test doesn't I matter anymore, Rich. I, look, I get all that, but you got to also factor in some of these conferences where. These these teams at the bottom are not very good, and I think they do a decent job with that. To be honest, you know, I, I it's rare now that they leave out somebody that you really go, wow, they should have been in a tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so it does I, do I, my I heart do good, good though that it, I'm looking at the standing. And we got to go, dude. I'm looking at the standings of uh, the ACC, and the bottom part of it is Boston College, Notre Dame, Pitt. And Louisville, of course, Georgia Tech's thrown in there too. But it does my heart good that these non-traditional ACC teams, like I said, Boston College shouldn't be in the ACC. Notre Dame shouldn't be in the ACC. Pitt and Louisville, they're all down at the bottom. Man, how am I going to feel next year when it's Cal and Stanford and SMU in the (laughs) ACC, dude? Well, to your point we were talking about, look at the Big 12 if you get a chance. Okay. The top eight teams in the Big 12 have lost no more than four games. Wow. So how many of those teams are getting in? You see, I mean, that's well, the math that's going up. Dude, I watched some of the Kansas game last night, and that's what they were talking about. They were saying last night, eight to ten teams from the Big 12, two or three teams from the ACC, dude. Get the, get the hell out of here. Okay. Hey, right. uh, Rich, thank you so much. Thanks for staying with us here in our second hour. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, dude, okay? Uh, thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, carolinacoastonline.com. We have got to get uh, Graham Spear up here on the line with us. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about our good friends over at Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than or right at 15 years. I could not be happier with it. Uh, I know something bad happens to me. Those I care for, that's right. That's you, Linda Hanks. You're going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woodman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it. But that is an organization that truly cares for our uh, community as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every uh, 
group, organization, church or government agency that needs one here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kinston. That's beside Highland Furniture and across from Cell Animo. Thank you again so much to uh, uh, Danny and Jared and Woodman Life. Hey, also thank you to Arundel Parrot Academy, the largest excuse me, independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region. Uh, Listen, APA students uh, receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at uh, 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenston. Or better yet, go visit them and uh, go tell David Moody you heard about Arendo Parrot Academy here on the Brian Hanks Show. And, man, joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. Very excited to uh, have him on uh, the air with us, making his Brian Hanks Show debut this morning. It's Graham Spear of Perry Management. And, man, I tell you what, Graham, y'all made an an announcement yesterday that put a a big old smile on my face. And probably, uh, as I put on Facebook, Graham, uh, I guess I'll never be under 300 again, 300 pounds again with, uh, the new Biscuitville coming to town, dude. Well, good morning, Brian. It's good <laughs> to be on your show. I, I kind of felt like you didn't like me. I, I thought, man, I've never been on, I finally made it. I woke up this morning and I thought <laughs> I have reached the pinnacle. I'm on Brian's show. Um, and congratulations to you, man. I'm getting married. I'm very excited for you and your beautiful bride. And, um, so great things happening in, in your life these days and it's fun to to see it all happening well thank you i'm very very blessed that is for sure and again it it is it's one of those things i can't believe we've been doing this for as long as we've doing it and i I, now i've texted with you tell them what i do when i'm at a uh when i'm at lcc and i'm looking up some uh some history uh dude i mean i I, i've shared your dad i and that's one of those things with me not being a native from here graham that, you know, I mean, yep. I don't know all the history. I don't know the history of, uh, well, except for when I get in the old newspapers to look at it, but uh, your family has quite the history here in uh, the city of Kenston, dude. Yeah, we've been here. My granddad, well, actually, my uncle, my, my uh, great, great uncle uh, had the first car dealership here, had a old, the first Ford dealership. Actually, my, his, his brother, which was my granddaddy, uh, came down and he uh, the he had a bicycle shop first. Then he opened the Ford first Ford dealership. So my grandfather came down and ran the bicycle shop, and then um, or his father did. And so then he was a locksmith and a and had the sporting goods store since 1899 until the mid 80s. And uh, then my dad went off to. Wake Forest and graduated from Wake Forest and was a basketball coach and he was the first athletic director and started all the he was the golf or the tennis coach I think at LCC and of course the basketball coach and I love to tell the story about how LCC got its uh, pretty blue colors is that we had the sporting goods store and somebody had ordered some basketball jerseys and they didn't pick them up and so uh, LCC, my dad being there, ended up getting them for free, and that's how we got our colors because we had free jerseys. Oh, 
My uh, gosh, um, dude. I did not know that. I No, I'm serious, Graham. I had yeah. no idea about that. That is, a, I got to share this story uh, that I sent you, good Lord, dude, back in 2017, so seven years ago or six and a half years ago. I'm just going to read it straight from uh, the Kinston Daily Free Press from August 12th, 1971. Coach Herbert Spear of Lenore Community College addressing a recent Civic Club gathering said the Lancer Athletic Program has progressed. He recalled a trip to play a Wilmington team uh, three years ago, so that would have been in 1968. This is a quote from your dad, dude. When we went into the dressing room, the light there was actually brighter than it was in the gymnasium. We turned the light off in the dressing room to, be, to become accustomed to the dark in the gym. Uh, a girl kept a score on the black. <laughs> this is awesome. A girl kept a score on the blackboard on a blackboard, and a little boy kept the time on a stopwatch. He sat next to me during the game, so I'd think everything was okay. We had we had a one point lead with about ten seconds to play. The other team was bringing the ball up the floor. I jumped up when they crossed the center line and yelled, "That's it." game's over and everyone stopped Graham uh, and we left <laughs> and he said your dad said when I looked at the clock there were still three seconds left so he uh, impacted that game at the very end how cool is that <laughs> that's a lot of fun and that's when I was born in 68 so he was probably ready to get home and change my diaper I'm hoping that's what he was thinking that is, hey listen I get a lot of interaction here on the show <laughs> with listeners and you'll love this uh, do you know Forrest Dawson uh, John Dawson's dad Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll love this. He just messaged me right now and said, Graham's dad was my PE teacher at LCC in 1970. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then my grandmother was, my grandmother taught at Granger High School uh, back in uh, many, many years ago and was, uh, I'll tell you, that was a hard thing when I was growing up. She was everybody's math teacher. And so every teacher I had, if I ever got in trouble, they would look at me and say, oh, Annie Blanche would be so disappointed in you. Uh, wait a minute. i never forget, I only, got, I only got paddled one time in my life. And I remember they, the whole class got paddled. Remember back in the day when you, when you got paddled? Oh, yeah. And they lined us up. They lined us up in the hallway. And the teacher was going down, whap, you know, hitting one person every time. And they got to me and, and the, she stopped. And I turned around and she was crying. She said, oh. Annie Blanche would be so upset. Wow. <laughs> didn't wrap me right. So never got paddled again. I didn't want to upset Annie Blanche. Dude, that is awesome, man. These kids but. these days, they just don't know, dude. I re man, my second grade year, I remember my teacher telling me, and I grew up in Wilkes County, that I had, she paddled me more that year than she had paddled any other student uh, in her entire career. She was old at that point, dude. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> my, I had a hard time. And let me tell you, I don't know how it was in your household, Graham, but uh, in the Hanks household, if you got a paddling in school, guess what you got when you got home? You got two. There you go. Yeah. You, you got another no one. <sighs> we we, ought to get we are, uh, those are fun times. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I had to relive all that again. <laughs> I don't know if fun mm. would be exactly the word I'd use there, Graham, but uh, they're <laughs> memorable. How about memorable times? Memorable. There you go. Memorable. I, I, I got to ask but. you, dude. And again, Graham Spear from Perry Management Online. I promise we're going to get to Biscuitville here in a minute. But I just want to, like I told you when I was messaging you, dude, I want to go down uh, memory lane a little bit. Tell me a little bit about you. We know we've talked about your dad some. Tell us about you and growing up where, you know, high school, college, all that, Graham. Well, I um, uh, kind of been here all my life. And uh, my claim to fame is I. 
back in Kenton High School, and I was on some of those first soccer teams at Kenton High School. Enjoyed doing that, and then I was uh, on the basketball team that uh, Paul Jones actually coached my dad to a state championship back in the '60s, and then he coached me, which was kind of fun. And I was on the team with Charles Shackelford, our whole starting five back in 84, 85, um, uh, got full rides to four-year universities. And so I got to play. Well, let me say, I looked really good in warm-ups. I was really, <laughs> really good in warm-ups. And, um, but that was a lot of fun. Then I went off to Appalachian State and then finished up at East Carolina. <clears throat> Been married to my sweet wife, who's from, te- who's from Texas, for 30, over 30 years. We've got uh, four kids. Um, three are married. Um, one is not married. She's a senior at Baylor University. You know, I've got three of my four went to Baylor, and one went to Liberty. And just love doing life here in Kempston and Lenore County, and um, real involved at Grace Fellowship Church and in our community. I'm excited to be on the Granger on the uh, um, the, the new committee with Bill Ellis and several folks in the community to try to see what we can do with Granger Stadium and um, so just always trying to pour back and uh, just love love being here. So I'm assuming uh, three of your kids going to Baylor that has to do with your wife's Texas connection then right? Yes she was a Baylor girl and um, we've really enjoyed it it's been a lot of fun her parents live about an hour away from there and my kids were a little adventurous and wanted to do something a little different. And so they've had a great time. The, the two boys that went there and graduated met their uh, wives there. Well, one's from California, one's from Oklahoma. And so we're, we're kind of uh, across the state now. We, we kind of all over the place. So a lot of fun. Well, that's got to be kind of, that had to have been, and again, you and I are men of a certain generation. You're only like a year older than me, dude. And, uh, that's got, I can't imagine, I don't have any kids, but I can't imagine how tough that's got to be on, on daddy Graham to, uh, to send your kids halfway across the country to college, dude. It is very hard, but it makes uh travel a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. we get to go and, and go see where they are and what's going on there. And, um, yeah, it, it's kind of fun, but it is hard. It is hard. We're in the emptiness stage. You know, my wife, um, about, Five, six years ago, she and several folks, Gayla Vermillion, you know, Tom and I are good friends, and Lisa, Sylvia, and um, started a school called Hope Preparatory Academy. Yep. And it's a classical Christian uh, school that um, is trying, we're trying to open it to everyone. So we have most of our kids typically wouldn't afford or be able to afford a, a private education. And so we've been able to, her team has been able to provide that, got a hundred and 40 kids in kindergarten through sixth grade, adding a grade every year. And um, so we're empty nesters, but now instead of four kids at home, we have 140 kids. <laughs> so we're, we're keeping busy. You know what? I remember when you guys started that and just the, the dreams and the aspirations that you guys have had with it is being as successful as it is. So I'm assuming that every year you just add that next grade, you know, so maybe it was K through three, then through four, through fifth, through sixth then, right? That's right, and then we've actually started adding second. We've got uh, two kindergartens, two first, and two second. So next year we'll add a second, third, and then a seventh grade. So wow, well, congratulations on that, Graham. It's I mean, that, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, 
No, no, no. It's not crazy. It's awesome. I mean, that is a, that is really awesome. That, uh, an avenue for kids to, uh, to find a lot of success here in our neck of the woods with what you and Tom, uh, Tom and all the folks and your wife and everybody has put through with that. You've got to be awful proud of that. Aren't you? Very, very excited just to pour into kids and give them a different opportunity. And, you know, some of our kids are kids that just because of class sizes and different things, maybe get pushed to the side a little bit. And so we tend to try to be in the 12 to 15 kid a class size. So we could kind of focus a little bit more and pay a little bit more attention on them. And um, the Lord has really blessed it. And we're very excited about uh, some of the impacts that are being made. So that is awesome. That voice you're listening to, that's Graham Spear of Perry Management joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. And I got a, one more question about that. I didn't even know we were going to go down this road. Is it going to continue all the way up through high school, or is it just going to be uh, like an elementary slash middle type school? Or what What are the plans for Hope Prep? Well, we hope to, you know, Lord willing, take it year by year, you know, see how he provides and how it works. But uh, right now, we're definitely going to go through middle school, and then we're going to continue to pray about uh, what the next steps are dude that is awesome uh, you know of course you being a big sports guy me being a big sports guy uh, do you see maybe interscholastic athletics becoming part of the program over at hope i think we'd love to be able to do that um you know we would not there are a lot of private schools that kind of that focus and the school kind of becomes secondary you know that would not be our goal at all you yeah. know our goal yeah. would be to provide those athletic uh opportunities for the kids that are actually coming to our school so and then we might open it up you know the, the new thing is folks are homeschooling and so we might uh i think the state now allows you to partner uh with homeschoolers if you want so we might you know do some of that so we're just kind of in the beginning stages of thinking about that she uh, diane and her team are are working on that and the fine board that she's got helping her with that so um but, yeah, some exciting things might be coming. Uh, that'd be kind of neat. Uh, we've already got, of course, you know, uh, of course, Rental Parrot Academy and Bethel Christian Academy right here in the city. Dude, that'd be kind of neat. What would be the nickname? Oh, I see. I, I love this with all your athletic history and your family's athletic history here in uh, the county. What would, or do you already have a mascot? What would be the Hope Prep uh, mascot? The Lions. We are the Lions. That is awesome. So, yeah i like colors a lot of fun you know what i'm waiting to see if there's any extra jerseys that are <laughs> <laughs> I love, hey, and that's a good circle back because i did want to talk about that dude when you talk to the old heads here in uh and i'm not trying to make you feel old or anything graham like i said we're men of uh, oh. the same generation but tell me about uh your, your dad's store i mean when you, seriously when you talk to the old heads when you talk to the old coaches in this neck of the woods the go-to place to get your athletic gear for the high schools for everybody was uh, was your dad's store. What was the name of your store? Uh, name of that store? And just uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, back back in the past, man, I had the greatest childhood you could ever imagine. My dad and my uncle and my granddaddy owned a sporting goods store. It's called Spears Sporting Goods, and so every Saturday I would wake up and go to Christopher's to have breakfast and meet my granddad and my uncle and then I'd go sit in the store all day and I would sell shoes and just kind of be a store rat and Christmas was always fun because I knew what all my friends were getting for Christmas 
before they did. <laughs> and uh, that was always fun. And I can remember we sold trampolines and, you know, we were the swim dealer. So everybody's first bicycle typically came from our store. And I can remember uh, Christmas Eve going with my dad, uh, traveling around, delivering trampolines or bicycles. We would always take them, you know, to kind of hold it for everybody. And, um, but those are great memories. And we were, we were one of the few Wake Forest fans in Lenore County. So Saturdays I could remember, you know, sitting there listening to the football games on the radio in the store and, um, all my state and Carolina friends after they typically would beat us coming in and kind of (laughs) rubbing it in. And, um, but, and one of my favorite memories is when state won the national championship in basketball we had a little screen printing shop and I remember going after they won and all night staying up printing uh national championship NC State t-shirts and having those available um so a lot of fun memories and uh miss miss it greatly miss it greatly but I tell you retail is a hard hard thing and that's why in my business now kind of working in the real estate business and dealing with a lot of these folks that are in the retail business. They just have a special place in my heart. And, and we work really hard with, uh, with our partners who are some of our tenants to try to help, uh, make, uh, make their lives uh, better and easier in their business. So we, we have good partnerships because we know what it feels like. That is awesome. Uh, tell, where was it located? Like I said, you got to remember, I didn't get here until 2002, so obviously I never got to see it. Where was it located? Why did you guys decide to uh, get out of the sporting goods business, Graham? Well, we were located uh, downtown for a long, long time, and then we had a second store out by the plaza, and then uh, back in the early 80s, we com- combined the two stores into one across from the Kinston Plaza and the old food line shopping center. And the store was supporting my grandfather, my uncle and his family and my dad and his family. And then Walmart came to town. And so it just got to be, you know, the store could have supported one family, but it was hard to support three. And so just because it was a family legacy, we just all kind of, I think they all decided, you know what, if, if, if we all can't do it, let's just kind of go our different ways. My uncle went up to Williamsburg. He was a history buff. He's still 80-some years old, still works four days a week for Colonial Williamsburg, dresses up in the period <laughs> garb and takes tools around. So he moved up there and sort of semi-retired. My dad went with Barris uh, Construction, and it went into the concrete business, management business, and enjoyed that. My grandfather retired, and so just that that life retail life's a hard life and so they just decided it was time to do something different and uh that's what they did that is awesome linda uh just messaged me and said uh it was a very popular store i mean even her family visited it and uh that's amazing like i said when you talk to the old heads around here and something comes up about sporting goods or something invariably uh, Spear Sporting Goods comes up. That's just such a neat legacy, man. Such a neat legacy. Uh, Graham yeah, Spear, so- Graham Spear on the line with us, and I got to Hey, I have to pay a bill here real quick, my friend. Yes, I, I want to thank our good friends over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. They are the exclusive sponsor 
of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit the comprehensive website at unclenore.org and again thank you so much to beverly jenkins uh dr dimitri thomas all the folks over at unc lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of our big interview every day here on the brian hanks show let's get right back to it uh making his uh debut here on the brian hanks show today it's graham spear he is our uh big interview today and i'll tell you what you brought it up a few minutes ago but i promise i promise graham we're going to get to biscuitville here in a second okay but you brought up about the baseball commission that you and stephen hill and bill Ellis and is Joe Hargett is he one of the I, I know there are four or five members of it right now I, I remember reading that uh in a couple of places but yeah uh, we ha- go ahead yeah we haven't met yet so I'm not quite sure who's all on it to be honest with you I need to, to figure that out but we're we're looking forward to trying to figure out uh, ways that we can utilize that asset you know not just baseball but other ways so we're going to thankful for the council being you know thinking ahead and trying to come up with a uh, a, a good group of folks to kind of help. That's such a great asset, how we can utilize it to the best we can. And that, the next natural question then, Graham, is how would you say, obviously, uh, you know, listen, everybody knows and the Downey's Wood Ducks are, are a proud sponsor of this show too. Uh, we've definitely got them from this year and then uh, potentially even for the 25 season. I think there's like I, we had uh, John uh, John Clemens. He's uh, the other member of uh, the uh, baseball commission. Yes, John. That's, that's right. who it was. I, yep. how, how could I forget that, Graham? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, he said here on the air uh, last fall that there's there stands a percentage. I don't even know what it was, 25, 30% chance that we might have the team here also in 25, but definitely for this upcoming season, which is coming up. And I just want to ask you, I mean, uh, not to put you on the spot or anything, Graham, but you're talking about, uh, you know, other uses for uh, historic Granger Stadium. Obviously, we hope we're going to have a CPL team in there, a Coastal Plain League team, or maybe even this uh, uh, North State League that uh, played here last year, uh, the Kenston Wingman. Maybe they'll be in there. Who knows what's going to be in there? But other, that's, I guess my question for you, Graham, as I'm diddling around here is, uh, in your eyes, what other things would you like to see historic Granger Stadium used for other than a professional baseball or a college league baseball type team, dude? Well, I mean, we've had concerts there before, you know, which is a great place for concerts. We've had, um, I used to be chairman of and on the board for many, many years of the visitors bureau here, um, uh, middle school and high school travel uh, is a huge business across the state of North Carolina, brings a lot of folks in for the weekend. Um, and not many people could have a, uh, a venue like we do, you know, to be able to, my son, uh, Joseph played at Parrot Academy and actually won a state championship on that field. Yep. Um, and he was able to, to play there in, before the Wood Ducks got there. And, uh, that was an experience that was amazing uh, for him. So, you know, there are a lot of those types of things that we can see. Um, so we look forward to getting together and start to – I mean, there's there's opportunities outside of – you know, there's a lot of 
you know, when the Major League Baseball cut the number of minor league teams down dramatically, a lot of in leagues ended up popping up um, because it reduced the amount of players that could play, but there were still a lot that wanted to play. So there's the possibility of some of that. Um, so, you know, we're going to delve into it. And, and look, when you got somebody like Bill Ellis and John and some of those guys, uh, the sky's the limit on ideas. So we're looking forward to the meeting and, and things, seeing what can happen. Oh, absolutely. And when you've got Graham Spear and Stephen Hill as part of it too, I mean, talk about two guys with tourism background and, all, and you know, and bi- great business background. I just, I can't wait to see what you guys are going to come up with all that. Graham Spear on the line with us right now. And again, you've led me to a question that I had no idea I was going to ask, but dude, we got to go down. Uh, what was it? 2015, 2016, when, uh, your, when, uh, your son and Parrot Academy won the state championship under George Whitfield, the, uh, legendary coach. What was it like to have your son play for George Whitfield, Graham? It was unbelievable. It was the best year of his life. Uh, it was just so much fun. You know, Coach Whitfield would uh, uh, just – he imparted so much more than just baseball wisdom into those boys. And I remember my son was a sophomore. And uh, we won the first uh, – I think we won the first game and we're coming to the second game. It was best two out of three. And he was a pitcher. And George came to him after the first game and said, Joseph, you're starting pitcher tomorrow in the state championship game that can clinch it all. <laughs> and Joseph's like, man, that's great. And I went and threw up <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> that is so awesome. And uh, what differentiates? And it was a lot of fun. He, no, go ahead. Goodness. What differentiates? I'm sorry, I interrupt you again. Please go ahead, Graham. No, go ahead. No, what differentiates what? Uh, Coach Whitfield, for, and I'm not denigrating any of today's coaches. We've got some, as we know, awesome coaches here in uh, Kenston, Lenore County, and in our area. But when a man comes out of retirement who's not been a head coach in 20-plus years, coaches one year, wins a state championship, and then re-retires again, man, just a special, special coach. What do you think make, makes him and, and made him different that season for y'all over at Parrot Academy, Graham? You know, I think it was his relationships with each of the players. You know, every player didn't want to disappoint him um, just because of how much he cared for them and um, appreciated them as a player and as a person. And so that motivated them uh, more than anything was they wanted to do their best for, you know, for Coach Whitfield. And, of course, you know, his ability to get the best out of each player, you know, putting a sophomore in you know, to pitch in the championship game, um, knowing that, hey, if I can get three or four innings out of him, then I can bring my my seniors in to kind of close it out, you know, instead of, I mean, just some of that thought process that just was above what everybody else was thinking. And it worked. And it was a, and it was a good group of guys too. It was a, it was a, a, a great kind of coming together of talent and coaching and parents and, uh, man, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was a fun, a lot of fun to cover and to watch too. Because uh, I'd always told Coach Whitfield, and I've been friends with him since I got here, but I never got to see him coach. I mean, and for him to come back at one year and just to, you know, I probably saw seven or eight of your games that year, uh, Graham, and just and especially there in the state championship too. It was just amazing to watch this legend come out of retirement 
for one year, win a state championship, and then re-retire again. It was just crazy to me. I tell you what, dude, we've been talking almost 27 minutes here. We haven't even uh, brought up the subject yet of what I wanted to have you on about. <laughs> Biscuitville, man. How does this happen? I am so, and, and this isn't, this is not hyperbole, Graham. I am giddy about this. I, I somehow I want to con you into, can I be the first customer at Biscuitville when it, when you guys open or when they open their doors? Uh, because I love Biscuitville that much, man. I am just a huge, huge, huge fan of it. How did this happen? How did Biscuitville come to Kinston? Well, you know, one of the things that we try to do every day is we kind of think, you know, how can we make our community better? And so we kind of have a list of folks that we're going after, trying to entice to come to town and properties we own or, or things that we can develop. And, you know, Biscuitville is kind of growing east. They've been in Greenville. I think they're opening one in Newburn. And so we were able to contact them, and we had a great location there at the Kinston Plaza right on the corner beside Wendy's. And, um, they look at our demographics. You know, our demographics are changing, which is a great thing. A lot of exciting things happening in our community. I mean, if you think about the Trans Park, I don't know if it gets enough play, but, you know, we've got Jim Seagrave uh, doing a $30 million investment with a new corporate headquarters and training facility. You've got, I mean, I don't think people realize how big the FRC East plane hangar and the, you know, uh, four or 500 jobs they're going to bring, they're going to bring a 700,000 square foot all under roof maintenance facility um, that will, you know, house the biggest airplanes there are in the fleet um, to be able to redo those and the jobs that's going to bring. We've got several builders that have come into town, more that are looking at building some new housing. So we're starting to see a little change in demographics, which is increasing some of these retailers that typically wouldn't come to our town our size. And so we're excited for the Biscuitville. Um, you know, all we kind of did was did the land deal with them. Biscuitville likes to own their own real estate. So they've got a department that, you know, bought the lot from us and they'll come in and do the development and build it. And um, so we've got a couple of things, you know, we're doing another big project on airport road, a 85,000 square foot self storage facility. That'll be climate controlled. Um, that we will actually own part of. We're developing with a company out of Wilmington called Robert High Development. It's called Pinnacle Storage, and that also will be something our community hasn't seen. We'll have boat and RV storage, which will be in inside storage for those things. We'll have some uh, commercial space out on the highway on Airport Road that'll kind of what we call be flex space where you can have an office and a bathroom in the front and then a little warehouse 1500 square foot warehouse in the back we'll have eight or ten of those units available so we're trying to do everything we can we're hoping the folks that'll fill those units will be people or companies that'll be uh, providing support for things out of the trans park so there are a lot of exciting things happening in our community and we're we're trying to do our best to bring folks here and new things and new concepts and it's funny. I get calls all the time, you know, can you bring this or can you bring that? And so I'm finally excited to be able to bring something we don't, don't already have. We love our dollar generals and our family dollars, but I'm so glad it's not one of those this time. Amen to that for sure. Uh, last question for you. Uh, when do you think it'll be open approximately? And I know you can't say exactly, but when are you thinking the Biscuitville will be open here? Yeah, I think they're a little further down the road than, than most, uh, when they finally buy the land. So, 
I would have, I haven't talked, I haven't gotten a timetable from them. Again, they're going to do all the work. We've kind of done our work. Um, but I would imagine they'll probably break ground in the next 30 to 60 days is what I would imagine. Don't hold me to that. But I know it's, uh, it's, it's something that they're going to kind of try to jump on pretty quickly. So, so if it's in 30 to 60 days, if I'm sitting out there, say three months from now in my, you know, in my, uh, my chair waiting for it to open so I can be the first customer, will that be too soon? I'm guessing that'll probably be too soon, right? That's a little soon, but it's probably a good time to go. It's probably a good time to go on that diet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you can, so you can push, put it back on when they open back. That's awesome. Listen, Graham Spear, dude, I cannot believe it. we waited this long. Please tell me you'll come back on, especially when we get closer to that, and just to pick your brain on some sports stuff. This has been a just an extremely fun visit, dude. Anytime, anytime. And I can't not do this interview without saying, sick them, Baylor Bears. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Graham, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. There you go. Anytime, That's, Brian. Thank you so much. That's Graham Spear of Perry Management. Uh, let's get the boys in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up this Tuesday, January twenty third edition of the Brian or of the Brian Hanks Show. Right after that, today is Tuesday, January the twenty third in the year of our Lord twenty twenty four. It's time to play the birthday game. It's that game we play every day. And I don't know, Jonathan, since last Wednesday when uh, John Dawson took a five days to two lead, and I declared unequivocally he could not lose the month of january guess what's happened jonathan massey you've stacked it in massey's favor i can't even look at him no dude yesterday was four musicians and he still won three to one to one yesterday and they were musicians except for dj jazzy jeff i will agree with i'll say the the turning point for everything was him letting me go again on julius peppers Mm -hmm. You messed up, A.A. Ron. (laughs) You messed up, A.A. Ron. You're actually not wrong because you were so kind in your... No good deed goes unpunished, Brian. There you go. Well, we've still got, what, four, concluding today, four days this week, four days next week. So there's still eight birthday games, and you guys are tied five days to five, but... There's no way you can lose this month. (laughs) No way, John Dawson. I don't know. I think he really could now, though, because uh, he's lost three days in a row now. It's just... I didn't do that on purpose. I just, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny. You're a lying rapper. Tab. <laughs> you can say that and I can't. I'm the editor. I get to say what I want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can say whatever you want. I say one word every six months. Okay. Well, that's your one for this six months then. And you have none. <laughs> Dude, it's only January. I've not said a bad word yet in January. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't. I don't think, actually, I don't think I have. When's the last time I did one? Like an egregious, like. Around Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, so having said all of that, uh, let us uh, talk about the birthday game itself. Uh, tied five days to five, but it's brought to you, Jonathan Massey, every day by our good friend Jacques Passelay and Goico Technology Service Provider. <laughs> you guys suck. Um, There's one for Brian. <laughs> that's, I can't say something sucks. That's two for Brian. Good <laughs> Lord. You guys stink. There's three for Brian. <laughs> Yeah. Tell us about GoEco and Jacques Passelet. Well, I'll tell you what doesn't stink. Uh, <laughs> GoEco technology service provider and uh, the incredible client service that they offer um, and the knowledge that they possess in the office automation and technology service providing game. Uh, you can't find a better company than, than uh, the one that Jacques is at the helm of. They're willing to help any and everybody as shown by the generous help they have given this show and its, uh, its leader, Brian. 
Uh, if you would like to, to develop a working relationship with somebody like that, you need to give Jock a call. At How do you do that? <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you son of a babe. <laughs> well, there's his. Yes, he is. <laughs> okay. I asked permission first. You did. You Con- did. Consent is nine-tenths of the law. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Uh, it's 252. 252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website. It's at goeconc.com. What is goeco.com? Or if you're feeling extra generous, bucklesberry.com. Mm, I like it, and I'm feeling very generous. See, Phil. When Louis C.K. asked permission, it worked out fine for him. <laughs> did he, though? He did <laughs> ask. Oh, did not realize that. Okay, he's the lead singer for this band. Cheap Trick, Robin Zander. Yeah. Aren't you a big? I thought. I yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah. We were talking. I couldn't really oh. hear it. Yeah, this is. Uh, how about that? I didn't do any of the big hits. That, that is I, a big hit. Yeah, but, but it's not, it's one, not one we played on here before. Yeah, exactly. So, uh Robin Zander of Cheap Trick. A Cheap Trick. A big, big fan. They should be bigger than they are. But in the 70s, they were massive. Yeah. They really were. I remember growing up and they were. I, I was going to do I Want You to Want Me, but everybody plays yeah, that. I, was going to be, I, I don't even really like that song. Really? I like this song and um, what's the Daddy's uh, um, Daddy's All Right, Mommy's Dad, just a little. Surrender is probably their yep. zenith. That's a good song. How about In Color? In Color is a good song, too. A lot of great ones. I almost played that. Uh, okay. Uh, Robin Zander over there. Uh, you know Cheap Trick, right? Yeah. Yeah. How old is Robin Zander of Cheap Trick today? 77. You say 77. What do you say, John Dawson? 76. Could have kept going. He was born January 23rd, 1953. Mm-hmm. So he's only 71. So this came out probably... 78. I, I don't have this one. I don't have the date. So, so he was 25 yeah. when this came out. So there you go. I did, I did some backwards math, and it just didn't work out for me that time. It did not. I know you guys are going to be – God, we're so short on uh, – we're so short right now. Usually we're about the 11 or 12-minute mark. We're only at the five-minute mark right now. I think we're we have four to go. Yeah, but still. That's plenty. Uh, I'll take my time then, okay? I'll take. Brian. I don't think we're short. I think we're all above average height. <laughs> if we you are. do three minutes per artist, that's 12 more minutes. Okay, well, then I'll feel a little bit better about it. Uh, Rock, can I keep this playing underneath, or do I no. need to pot it down? Get it out of here. Ah, doggone it. Okay, uh, that's our only musical hint today. Oh, my. Yeah. You pointed at me. What are you going to say, Jonathan? Nothing. I just like messing with you. Nah. You really did? Okay. Uh, who got Robin Zander? He did. You did. So you leave one to nothing. It goes to you here, uh, John Parrott Dawson. Uh, his name is Chelsea Sullenberger. He performed The Miracle on the Hudson oh. back in 2009. A very good movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw Did you ever see that movie? Uh, no. I've seen part of it. Tom Hanks was in it. Surprisingly good movie. I mean, you would think oh, the whole thing lasted, what, a minute and a half or whatever. And But it was a very good movie. I was, But it, much like... I feel about uh, the guy that shares your birthday, Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks doesn't make a bad movie either, really, in my opinion. And I thought that was a really good movie. He made a so, movie uh, last year called uh, Man Called Otto that I really enjoyed. Is that the one where he was? Uh, hey, don't give it away because you can actually give away what happens in that. And I don't want to do that. No, I it, saw it, it. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a cranky old man. That's a good That's way, the way to put it. That's the best way to tell yeah. you. I'm thinking, what's the one other one he was in? The Terminal? Yeah. Yeah. 
I like that movie. It yeah. was. I thought it was good. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Sully, if you haven't seen Sully, it's a really good movie. But it was about this gentleman, Chesley or Chesley Sullenberger, the Miracle on the Hudson. I remember when that happened, and Do you everybody was worried that it was a terrorist thing. At Do the time. you know where that flight was supposed to be going? Mm-mm. It was either Charlotte or Raleigh. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even. <laughs> Duh, I didn't even realize that. I know it flew out of New York and lands. In, he landed that doggone plane on the Hudson River. And they I mean, that's a maneuver it's almost impossible to do. But he, he landed it perfectly and did it. Well, I tell you what, if you guys want to get me on a plane again, if he's the pilot, I'll get on the plane. He's retired. He has retired. Well, that's I'm what I was flying. getting ready to say. That's what and I was getting and ready his to say. co-pilot has also retired. Wow. So yeah, well, uh, I guess that's So much means, for me. Yeah, I guess you're not I'm going to New Orleans. See you at the train us. station. <laughs> see you at the train station. Uh, Sullenberger, Chelsley Sullenberger over there. Uh, uh, John Dawson, how old is he today? 84. You say 84. Jonathan Massey. 83. He was born January. What were you wanting to say? 75. 73. He was born January 23rd, 1951. So he's only 73 and is now tied up one to one. And it goes back to you, Jonathan Massey. Uh, she's a star of Law and Order SVU, the daughter of Jane Mansfield. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Mariscatay. Mariska Hargate. Oh, yep. Yeah, there yep. you go. Yep. <laughs> you tried. You gave the old college effort there. <laughs> uh, needless to say, gorgeous, right? Yes. Can we get one? <clears throat> You're abusing it, but I'll give it to you anyway. She, uh, Surprised he didn't ask you to do one for Kevin Costner. <laughs> so we're lucky. Will you? Uh, <laughs> no. uh, Mariska Hargate. I don't really remember ever seeing her in anything else, but she's been the star of that. And made uh, hey, was it you say about a gig is a gig, and she's a millionaire probably many many times over. Yeah, and uh, again comes from good loins too. I mean, uh, I mean no, what did I? I think you meant good stock. Good stock, yeah, good stock. Jane Mansfield, <laughs> tell them. I mean, that's way before you were in my time, but... Well, I think people uh, know Jane Mansfield yeah, was even a Even I know track. Jane Mansfield. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jane Mansfield, dude. You're Never right. going to drown. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Giggity. Have you ever seen that Sophia Loren, Jane Mansfield photo where... Yeah. Jane Mansfield's leaning over the table. Yeah. And, uh, no, I think, isn't it opposite? I thought it was the other way. No, where... the, he's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> Anything is soft pork. Corn, soft, <laughs> soft core pornography. pornography. <laughs> Anything is soft core pornography if you try hard and believe in <laughs> <laughs> You and your sorrel book pictures. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Massey, uh, Mar- you know who we're talking about, right? Mariska Hargate. How old is she today? 58. You say 58. John Dawson. 59. She was born January 23rd, 1964. She is 60 today. So you get that one. And, See, I was about to say 60, but I didn't want you to have a hemorrhage, so I said 59. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate that because my head does hurt. I've got a little bit of a headache going here. So uh, could be because I haven't eaten yet today except for two little wafer cookies. Well, he would have texted you if you responded. <laughs> would you have brought me food if I would ask yeah. you? Doggone it. Okay. Anyway, you lead two to one. It goes you were you. 0 for 2. Yeah, you didn't want me to strike out. Yeah, there you go. Okay, she's a star of Saved by the Bell and Melrose Place. She will always, always have a place in my heart as Kelly Kapowski in Saved by the Bell. Oh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. She's knocked the Amber out of it. I don't know, and that was just her middle name. I don't know why she decided to do that, but Tiffany Thiessen, but. She was also in a newer show. um, I don't care. Was she in the ladies' man? 
with Tim Meadows? Was that oh, her? I don't even I know. I think so. Yeah. Dude, please, for me. <clears throat> it's not the same when you don't do your... It's radio, Brian. Yeah, but it's for me. That's what I'm saying. If you don't add, there you go. He added the claw there at the end. I like it. Man, Tiffany Thiessen, dude, she is giggity, giggity goo. That's all I got to say. I think, what is that face for? The way you were describing it. She is awesome. Tiffany Thiessen, John Dawson. How You know who we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Let me know when you get it all out. It's like a slowly a tire with a slow leak. <laughs> fifty. You say fifty, and guess what? You're absolutely right. She was born January. Just I cannot wrap my mind around that Tiffany Thiessen, Kelly Kapowski, was born fifty years ago today. Mm. I honestly thought she would have been older because Saved by the Bell was like early nineties. So she was okay. a teenager. Yeah. Which is unusual. Well, she was born in, uh, what, in 1974, so she'd have been 17 or 18 in the early 90s, yeah. Yeah, but I well, figured she would have been like most people are in shows like that, especially now. 21, 22. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, well. well, I know one of the actors on Melrose Place, so as you know, when she was on Melrose Place, she was supposed to be in her early 20s, which she was, but, uh, and I never watched Melrose Place, as far as y'all know. But uh, <laughs> what was the, the one of the actresses on there was playing like a 22-year-old, and she was 35. Mm -hmm. The blonde. You should, yeah, you should see her today. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, so anyway, it's tied 2-2 two to two going into the last birthday. Man, this birthday game has flown by. Why? Usually. Why do you hate stuff that has a flow in and th to well, it? Because unless uh, you, you like to stop and go down these avenues where people want to strangle each other. No, they don't. That's part of it's, the entertainment it's nice to of have the some, show. It's nice hey. to have some momentum. Yeah. We're driving towards Jonathan. Something. No, no, no. You're on. You're you're on Dawson Island on this one by yourself. When you're out driving in track and you're driving, say you're driving to a, you have a destination. Do you like to get out there and, and get moving and have some momentum, or do you like to stop every 30 seconds? I can oh. tell you from experience, <laughs> it ain't a lot of stopping when you ride with well, him. Well, he is right. Uh, I do like to travel. So anyway, uh, it's oh, That ain't what I'm talking about, Mr. Let's make a U-turn on <laughs> I, whatever it was to get back to the airport to rescue those records. It was for John. We were doing that. We did that for you, John Dawson, yeah, okay? I do appreciate it. He that. put my life in his hands for <laughs> you. Dude. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I got below 90, did I? You did not. From uh, when I did the U-turn getting back to the airport. Well, I had to slow down, obviously, going through the little streets, getting to the airport. But on the freeway itself, dude, it was 90 to 95, and we touched 100 a couple of times, okay? I To get that album for you. Albums. Albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Albums I didn't, for you. I didn't look on his side of the car because I didn't want to catch a glimpse. He was white knuckling it, though. You would have liked that, dude. Uh, he had uh, the hand rest over there and was holding on for dear life. That's actually not true. I was texting. But <laughs> that is true. Okay. Uh, our last birthday here. It's a dead person. You will need your calculator. Allegedly. Go ahead. No, you will need your calculator. He was one of the signers of the uh, Declaration of Independence. In fact, his signature was the biggest one on there. In fact, so big, people say, I need your... John Hancock. There you go. John Hancock. How old would he be if he were alive today? He died in 1793, by the way. So there you go. There's your hint. So what, 231? 231, yeah. Is that right? Yes. Okay. 
he didn't believe us. No, uh, because that's what I have for his birthday. So uh, that can't be how old he is. <laughs> um, Wait a minute, 20, 24 <laughs> minus the year, which I won't say out loud. Okay. Means, so, okay. I'm going to tell this story. I realize it's probably going to have to be cut, but it's a, it's a, if, if it's going to be, a, if we if it's going to be, okay. I, it might not be, Poor it, John. it might not be, Poor John. but it was a family guy bit on the John Hancock thing. Mm-hmm. And they're signing the declaration. And they're like, who is John Hancock? He's like, I changed my name. He's like, why? Mind your business. That's why. But it was, uh, they're like, uh, where's John Footus? And he signed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, John Hancock over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. How old would he be if he were alive today? 297. You say 297. It's tied up, John Dawson. You can take back control of this game if you get this one. 294. You are closer. He was born January 23rd, 1737. He would be 287 today, so... Mm. uh, you are closer, John Dawson. Congratulations. And you win today, and you break that three-day winning streak of uh, Jonathan Massey. <laughs> There's no way he can lose now, is there, Jonathan Massey? Not a single one. Unequivocally, you are going to win. Hey, some local birthdays here on Tuesday, January 23rd. How about Linda's oldest son, Clay Whittington? Today is Clay's birthday. 46. <laughs> Dude! You know what that means you're saying then about Linda? She had him when she was seven. <laughs> God. No, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how old Clay is. Uh, Linda, how old's Clay? Hey, I muted my mic. I wasn't that loud. I'm still in the room with you. Well, you are still in the room with me, but uh, today, I know he's older than me. He is. I think he's probably, you know what? You almost, you could almost see the end. She said 35, so I guess that means uh, he's 30, he'll be 30, he's 36 today here on uh, Tuesday, January the 23rd in the year of Lord 2024. So he's 36 today. There you go. Uh, Today is also Jason, (laughs) today is Jason McKnight's birthday, uh, the minister of a church here in Kenson. He's been a guest here on the show a couple of times on our Thanksgiving show, on our uh, Christmas show. We really do appreciate him. Mike Martin brings him in. Mike goes to the church he goes to. I think it's Grace Fellowship, but I'm probably going to get it wrong. And then, well, If you don't know, why would you say? Eh, because it's fun. So, uh, happy birthday, Jason McKnight. And also, uh, a guy used to work, you guys don't know him, with the, at the Gaston Gazette. Super cool guy, though. His name is Michael Banks. Uh, very, very talented editor. Uh, he's not in the he, – he's like you and I, John. He's not in the business any, in the newspaper business anymore. He but, escaped. Yes, he did. He did escape. So, if your birthday is today – Remember the most disheartening thing that – well, <laughs> there was a truckload, but <laughs> – we were looking. Th- we were checking the new layout of the paper or something, and we were looking at the uh, the want ads and jobs available section. And at one point, a job folding shirts at uh, Goodwill paid more than a new hire reporter at the Free Press. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Oh heck, I mean that's bad enough. But a fast food restaurant, it got to where there towards the end people made more starting not as a manager at a fast food restaurant mm-hmm. just a beginning employee at a fast food restaurant than you did as a reporter for the kinston daily free press so when y'all had school tours come in did you have somebody there going don't do it <laughs> i did actually one time say if you have an allergy to money this is the job for you and, and that you did not go, and it did not go over well, well but it, but was it the truth well, I'm telling you, when I started there, it was on the up, and then within three months, uh, they cut uh, profit sharing, then they cut bonuses, 
then there was a deferment, then there was a company-wide pay cut. So other than that, it was fine. <laughs> He's not wrong about that. Listen, thank you uh, again to uh, Goico's uh, Technology Service Provider uh, for uh, – for sponsoring the birthday game. Listen, great show today. Thank you to Richard Clark in our first hour, to Graham Spear in our second hour. Man, just so much fun with him. Uh, Ken, I, we've got to get him back on here soon. Listen, tomorrow we'll have Michael Martin on. Uh, we're going to try to get the sheriff on uh, to talk uh, about some stuff that's going on in our area in our second hour. Listen, have a great, great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.